So welcome to another episode of Merge Extra. Today we have a guest with us. I'm excited about today's episode because I think, you know, we should speak to more young Omani talent. And today we have someone who is a young Omani talent. He's a basketball player who recently won an NBA award for best sportsmanship, I believe. So today we're speaking to Mohamed Al-Raisi. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay, so we'll start by having you tell us about yourself, introduce yourself. Sure, sure. Uh, my name is Mohammed, as you know, as you mm-hmm. just introduced me. Um, I'm 17 years of age. Mm-hmm. I play basketball for Ahli Dab and for the Omani national team. Okay. I am um, currently studying in my 11th year, about to go to my 12th next year. Mm-hmm. And my life's been a roller coaster recently because of all the places I've been due to basketball, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Okay, and when did you start playing basketball? At around 2020. COVID. Uh, COVID, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I got into it pre-COVID mm-hmm. and then COVID hit. So I got myself a mini rim that I hung on my wall. And so I just used to play at home every day during COVID. Okay. And so that helped me get better, honestly. And then once COVID ended, I found my club, Ali's mm-hmm. Dub, and I started training with them and they immediately took me and they immediately started training me properly so everyone was sitting on their couch during covid and you were practicing basketball i was out at 7 a.m <laughs> just because i wanted to shoot sometimes okay. so <laughs> i would say yeah it's, it paid off it really paid off okay and tell me about you joining the national team um i got picked for the national team mm-hmm. after my second tournament with my team so it was a okay. three-on-three tournament and I, after we finished the tournament, they immediately contacted my dad and told him that I had been selected for the shortlist for okay. the under-18 national team. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go do the trials and I had to meet the coaches, obviously. And so it took me about like two weeks of trials. And then they told me that I was formally selected for the national team. And then almost a year after that, I got selected for the senior national team. Okay. And I made the shortlist for that too. Okay. And you were also recently selected for to play at a camp, an NBA camp in Abu Dhabi, I believe? Yeah, it was uh, NBA Basketball Without Borders. Okay. It is a collaboration with FIBA too, the international governing body of basketball. Uh-huh. And it's an invite-only camp. Okay. So, so you were I- invited out of... Like, was there anyone else from Oman who was invited? No, I was you just You were the me. only Omani who was invited to this camp? I was one of three Khalijis. It was me, okay. an Emirati, mm-hmm. and a Qatari. Okay. So it was only us three, and there was one Jordanian. So there weren't many Arabs, as you would say, but it was us four, and I was the only Omani. So you represented also the Arab world يعني, in a very nice way. Um, yeah. Tell me about the camp. Um, well, I it was my first camp ever. Okay. Going outside of Amman mm-hmm. uh, alone because I had went to camps with the national team before, but it was my first one going alone, so I had no idea what to expect. Okay. And I knew a lot of the players there mm-hmm. from p- previous, from playing against them or seeing them play or stuff like that. So I didn't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I they booked me a flight and I got I took a flight from. Masqat to Dubai mm-hmm. and then from Dubai car ride to Abu Dhabi okay. which was the worst part of it all the car ride? The I think it's just ride. an hour what What it, was so bad about that? it was that? an hour but like you got there You we uh, my flight was at like 12 so I so I got oh. there at like 1 right? you just want to sleep yeah so I got there at 1 
so it was a one hour car ride and it felt like it was four hours <laughs> because I just wanted to get there to like because I was anxious obviously I didn't okay. know I didn't know where we were going uh-huh. what was about to happen so the entire car ride was just me just playing with my phone or listening to music then we got there I believe we were at Millennium okay. Abu Dhabi and then I formally checked in to the hotel and they, they gave me my room key I go inside my room. I, I, everybody has a roommate. Okay. And to my like coincidence, the, my roommate was the Emirati. <laughs> okay. So, right from the start, like I asked him, yeah, like, what do we do? Like, where do I go? He was like, did you get any of your clothes or anything? I was like, no, I just got here. So he's like, you gotta go down to the camper lounge. Uh huh. Get your clothes, get your bag, get your everything. I went down as fast as I could because we were leaving for training in an hour, and I had just arrived. No sleep. No sleep. Oh, <laughs> wow. I, I just see the, I just immediately ran to the camper Down, lounge. Okay. I, got, I got my stuff and they were like, you gotta like, hurry up and you gotta change because we're leaving for training. So it was really quite hectic. And then once, once it got rolling, it just didn't stop. And I appreciated that because if it, if it just keeps on going in, in a confined schedule, uh-huh. you really don't have any like, room to complain or anything because okay. you're just going with the flow and you're training and it was like yeah. how was that experience training at that level then I, it's like nba training yani, so? yeah so how was it training at that level oh uh, it was like nothing like i experienced before because we had nba players actually okay. training us and it were nba coaches nba assistant coaches mm-hmm. so uh, like to go from like not playing for like a month almost because of I had exams okay so I was not playing for a month to all of a sudden being like at a camp coached by NBA coached coaches. by NBA <laughs> players and like I felt so rusty but after like the first two days you just get into it because okay. you're supposed to like just roll with it you train for almost six hours a day a day and then the rest of your the rest of your day is like preset for you like they'll, they t- they'll tell you you have lunch from this hour to this hour you'll mm-hmm. have dinner from this hour to this hour lights out at like 11 or oh, there's lights. lights out there is lights out oh it sounds like military camp but uh, okay. it's not it's not as strict uh, also i would feel like you'd want to aslan just sleep after yeah. six hours who wants to do something after six yeah, hours like, of training Definitely, and like I guess the definition of lights out is just like stay in your rooms <laughs> and don't come out. Don't come out of your <laughs> That's rooms. That's the same in our. <laughs> yeah, just just stay in your uh-huh. rooms. So once it's lights out, I just uh, most of the time it's just we just sit in the room and just start talking until we just get some. So sleep. you got along with the new people that you met there and everything. For sure, and um, I was surprised by how many different nationalities there were. There were people from Australia, New okay. Zealand. Uh, all parts of Asia. You have you have people from Malaysia. You have people from China. You have you had obviously the Khalijis and the Arabs I mentioned, and it was just I wasn't like I wasn't expecting it to be that many people. Okay. And once once I got there, I saw there were like forty people, from like the, yeah, so there were forty guys and forty girls. Okay. So forty guys and maybe eighteen different nationalities. So it was. A unique blend. Experience. Yeah. Would you? I mean, I think, mashallah, you're 17 years old and you got to experience something like this. I think it's a, it is a unique experience. For sure. Do you think more people should get into things like that? Like, and why would you tell them to get into something like that? What's something you picked up from um, experiencing this? 
definitely just uh, how to have professionalism how okay. to stay on your schedule on your time know what to work on what not to work on what how, when you should work on this when you shouldn't work on this okay when you should have limitations for yourself so discipline discipline basically, basically yeah. so the main thing you feel you picked up from this is discipline discipline for sure because the skills you pick up uh-huh. are like essential skills for sure and you can pick these skills up and you can perfect them on your own okay but as soon as you pick them up they're just instilled in you they never leave you but getting that discipline to keep them with you mm-hmm. to know what to do at all times that's something a lot of players want to have and okay. it's something you definitely shouldn't lack mm-hmm. okay the award you won tell yeah. me about the award um so there were multiple awards to be won okay and um the one that i was given was the sportsmanship award okay this is presented to the player that is the most friendly towards his peers that embodies team spirit the most mm-hmm. that is that, that basically this player will give you 110% every single time. Okay. And so the person or the people, sorry, who would pick this award were the coaches. Uh-huh. And so there would be a voting process for for each award. Okay. And when the votes came out, they gave, they gave me a unanimous vote for so, that award. Oh, so you won the best sportsmanship award by unanimous decision. Unanimous, yeah. Every, okay. every single coach I talked to was like, I voted for you. Because oh. and even, even coaches that didn't coach me, mm-hmm. After after I got the award, they like they talked to me and they were like, I didn't get the chance to coach you, but every coach here has been raving about you the entire camp. So okay, about I've your team spirit, about your effort, about for sure. So they were like, I heard nothing for good, I heard nothing but good about you, and I'm glad they gave you that award. You deserve it. How did you feel getting that award? Uh, in the moment, like I'm pretty sure there's a video. In the moment, I just turned red. Oh, okay. Because like um, they gave that award, and they gave it to. There was two awards for that. One goes to the one goes to a girl, and one goes to a boy. Okay. So they gave the girl first, right? So when it was the boy's turn, like everybody just quieted down, and then like all my friends next to me, they're like, "You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it." I'm just like, whoever gets it, I'm happy. Whatever. <laughs> it's, it's like so. Once it was me, it was actually me. I didn't expect it to be me. And I just I got up and everybody felt like everybody cheered and everybody was so happy. It felt surreal that like there was that good of a reception for like me. Uh, Okay. And Uh, like all of the NBA players were all like happy and all of them like dapped me up and they hugged me. So it felt like it was something I truly deserved. Alhamdulillah. And it's nice that you acknowledge that you deserve that. No, you should not. I mean, of course, there's humility, but but you should. Mashallah, when you know you have that skill or you know you have or you showed that, you, you do deserve that. Yani. For sure. And it is nice for us to hear as Omanis and I'm sure his mom's sitting there. I'm sure it's not like she was very proud. I can tell you that um, it's amazing for even us to hear like not only was Omani selected, he went there, he won an award and you represented Oman in such a nice light. Yeah. Um, yeah. The best part about this is like now. Mm-hmm. If somebody thinks about Amani basketball players going to like this camp or anything, okay, like obviously the first thing that's gonna come to mind is like, okay, did an Amani player accomplish anything significant in this camp? And uh-huh. then there's only four awards to be won, and Amani won one of those awards. So, so that is big. So that is big, and mm-hmm. the rest of the awards were won by either someone from Australia or New Zealand. Okay. So, so you were the only, not only Amani, the only Arab, yani. Yeah. Oh, so, so it was 
So for somebody, Amani, to like project our culture, project us as a people to the rest of Asia, the rest of the basketball community, it was Such big. That was light. that was something I'm so glad, alhamdulillah, I got to do because Amani's are really good people. I and, agree. And most of the times we don't get a chance to showcase that. Mm-hmm. And if this opens up like people to seeing that we have these cultures we, in our culture we have this respect for people and we are good people that that's definitely something i was aiming for okay and you really did represent that yeah, yeah either sure. even the award you won is a direct representation of what you just mentioned and the the way the omani people are yani mm. i also read on there was an article one of the interviews you'd done in the newspaper that yeah. you were regularly volunteer of Dar Lata. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that built in you that volunteering spirit, that teamwork spirit and everything that you showed at that camp? Definitely. And I've been volunteering Dar Lata for what feels like my entire life now. Okay. And just helping people mm-hmm. with Dar Lata, volunteering for uh, for Dar Lata and just doing simple things like moving a box from here to somebody's house just to get okay. that box to them because it might be heavy or something. Mm-hmm. That just makes you feel like you're a better person because okay. you're helping others. Mm-hmm. So it instills that feeling inside you that like helping people is a good thing. Okay. So the volunteering, it definitely opened up my mind to just how much of a positive impact you can have on people because mashallah, like they're if you ask me like they've been doing amazing mm-hmm. they they okay. have been doing amazing and they've been there's so many different cases you hear about from them mm-hmm. and cases they solve cases you hear about all the donations they get alhamdulillah and the volunteering efforts and oh. yeah and like it seems like every other week there's a Dar-Ata event Ex- exactly so Sah. And it brings the community together in a, in a helpful way, in a positive manner. Yeah, so as, as, as soon as you think like Darul Ata, mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to your mind is like, uh, like for example, sorry, uh, the first thing that comes to your mind is Iftar Sa'im yes. or helping a person in need in Ramadan. Mm-hmm. That just is synonymous with Darul Ata and it's something uh, that like I'm proud to be a part of. Even okay. if it's just volunteer work, mm-hmm. I'm really proud to be a part of something bigger than me. Something okay. that helps more people than just th- an individual you see in front of you. Okay. What you're saying uh, to me, uh, what I like is that it's a direct representation of the award that you won. Yani, this spirit makes sense that you won that award when you talk like this, when you hear your background in volunteering for years and all. So, voila, we're proud yani, to hear that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. One thing you mentioned is that... Not a lot of Omanis. When we look, are there any Omanis who are in basketball and everything? You mentioned there's not a lot of Omanis. You might be the only one, or you currently, I, I believe, are the only one who played in an NBA tournament and who won an award. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. I really, really, from the bottom of my heart, hope I'm not the last. Ex- okay, this is this is where I want to come to. It's not common. It's basketball not. is not common. Oman, mostly you'll hear football. Maybe you'll hear taekwondo. You'll hear something like that. What made you go into basketball to begin with? Um, Why? The, the easy answer would just be my height. Okay. But you guys, he's sitting down. You can't see it. But mashallah, he's tall. Yeah, um, <laughs> I wait, do you want to stand up and show the camera? Or yeah, shut <laughs> just, you just stand up. I don't know if it's, you're going to fit in the camera. So. I don't know. Guys, look at that. <laughs> mashallah. 
That's NBA height. Okay. I'm 200 centimeters or Mashallah. six, six and a half almost. Okay. Uh, and so. So it was actually a decision because of the height. Mostly, but why? One thing that got me into it was my um, my dad's friend, who I just call my uncle. Okay. Um, he's a commentator for um, for most of the sports in Amman. Okay. So if you're watching this, hi, <laughs> hi, hi, Uncle Nader. So uh-huh. he, ever since I was a I was a child, he's been trying to get me and my older brother to just participate in basketball because. But are you both tall? Yeah, and bro- you've always been tall since you were kids. Yeah, my brother is taller than me. Oh, mashallah! Yeah, I like, don't think he would fit in any cameras we have. He's like okay. two point six or something. Mashallah, Okay. So, ever since we were young, he's just been trying to get us to get to get into basketball. Mm-hmm. And my brother never ever got into basketball. Okay, he's not interested. Yeah, and so when COVID came around, like um, at that time, uh, I was looking into it. Mm-hmm. And I was watching like YouTube and stuff about like just you know like you get you get those things that pop up on your for you page or something <laughs> like that, and it's just like a clip of like a basketball guy dunking or whatever. So I was just like, who do, who's the who's the one basketball player I know? And I, w- okay. I just thought about it. And I was like, oh, I know Kobe. Uh-huh. All right. So I just used to watch Kobe clips and stuff like that. And then he passed away unfortunately, okay. and so him passing away. In a way, kind of made me like check out his clips, check out okay. his stuff even more, and that got me more and more into the game. That that developed my love for the game because that was a, a way of me getting introduced to the to vast world of basketball. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sad to say that his death was the reason I got into it, but it really but, was. But it's actually not that sad. Then, as someone who left such an impact to the point where even after their death, they're inspiring people. For sure, it doesn't sound sad to me at all. It sounds but that's inspirational, Yanni. Like, like uh, without Kobe, I really wouldn't be a basketball player. That's because if, like, if you were interviewing me three years ago uh-huh. or four years ago, sorry, and you asked me anything about basketball, I'd tell you Steph Curry okay. or Kobe Bryant. Okay. Those were the only two names I knew. They were the only two names I cared about, and they were, they were my favorite players. Mm-hmm. Even though I really didn't watch it that much and stuff like that, I just used to support one team. Okay. And I've been supporting the same team since like 2016 or whatever. And, but I wasn't really like into it deeply. Okay. I was just like a backseat fan, if you will. Okay. So I wasn't really into the world of basketball. I was, I was really into football. Mm-hmm. And then once Kobe passed away, I was like, I need to like watch his clips and watch, stuff. Watch, watch more. Yeah. Okay. And so that just developed a huge love for the game. And uh, like, uh-huh. I, my interest in the previous years just all came back and so it was it was just Just like reignited something in you in terms of basketball for sure for sure okay in oman we have i mean most countries have this like they have um they're kind of geared to specific sports so we're i think more geared to if i'm not mistaken i hope i'm not mistaken but football and taekwondo these kind of sports would you encourage people to branch out and try different sports omanis in specific would you encourage more omanis to branch for sure and I'm not just saying this as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. I think more Amanis should try more sports other than just football. Why? Because Amanis have a lot of potential. We have mm-hmm. a lot of athletic potential. I know a lot of athletic people. Okay. And we have the tools for a lot of good sports. And mm-hmm. just to name a few, the, like Padu. I know okay. a lot of people that are good at Padu. Mm-hmm. Uh, tennis. A lot of Amanis are good at tennis. Sahih. 
obviously we have basketball if anybody mm-hmm. would like to try basketball like it's not a hard sport to get around it's really not a hard so you sport. would encourage people get into basketball for sure no get bias a, just like that basketball. not just because you're ball. in it yeah no definitely <laughs> okay, just okay. get a ball <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. if you have any basket anywhere just get a ball just okay. throw it at the basket just mm-hmm. try to get it in okay. you get it in you'll feel happy Trust me. You get it in once, you feel happy. Get it again. Get it again. So get it again. T- t- today's advice, get a hoop, get your basketball in if you want to be happy. Yeah, just, just for once. Happiness. Just just once, just put it inside the hoop. See okay. how happy you feel. You okay. feel happy. I'll try that. For sure. Uh, okay, and other sports, like for example, maybe even martial arts. I I mean, I've seen... Not tawajjah. I've seen people have an inclination towards sports like jiu-jitsu these days, martial arts. Definitely. You play jiu-jitsu. Yeah, but it was for a short period, uh-huh. and I didn't really pursue continue it? Pr- pursuing it. Okay, because I I started before COVID, and then COVID hit, and it stopped me completely. And uh-huh. then I just fell in love with basketball, and I never really had the time to get back okay, into so jiu-jitsu. So bye jiu-jitsu for now. So bye bye for now. But I'm really hoping to get back in the near future. Okay, and uh, there are a lot of gyms that do jiu-jitsu now, mm-hmm. and so if me getting back to jiu-jitsu. I think it's a good idea because jiu-jitsu builds a lot of stamina and it builds a lot of... It's more mental than it is physical. So it builds a lot of... Which a lot of people don't know. Yeah, for sure. Uh Unless you've tried it, you really don't know Exactly, because you'd assume you need strength in something like martial arts when a lot of times you actually need... Smartness. uh, And a mental game, yeah. For sure. uh, I'd like to describe it as uh, physical chess. That's a nice way to talk about it. Okay. It's, it's, It's just mentally... It's think of your body as chess pieces. Like your hand would be like a pawn. Your mm-hmm. your your other hand is a rook. Your legs, uh, the queen, whatever. Okay. You just chess think, terms. Think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just think of your body as chess pieces. Wherever you put mm-hmm. a part of your body, you know you're either gonna get attacked or you're defending. Okay. So it just links your your arms, your legs. Your upper body to your brain, it, it builds that hand-eye coordination that you I need in so. a lot of sports. <laughs> like basketball, you need a lot of hand-eye coordination. Okay. Because the way basketball is played, the ball is either going to be at your hand or you're going to be looking for it all the time. Okay. Because if you're on defense, your eyes are always going to be on the ball. And most of the times, you're, there's going to be a person next to you, but you're going to have them in your peripheral. So okay. you're going to see them from the side, but most of the time you're focused on the ball. Okay. So if you're always focused on the ball, if that if if the person there plays a pass to my guy over here, if I'm not ready for that pass mm-hmm. and I'm not close enough to go catch it, he's going to catch that pass and he's going to beat me and okay. then my team's going to get so scored. You have on. to be aware of where the ball is at all times. Exactly. So it, it is kind of mental, Yanni, as well. Yeah, it has to be like your hands have to react as fast as your brain. Okay. Because if I see that pass coming and like I don't get my hand in the way of trying to intercept it or like deflect it. Okay. That ball is going to get to him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be out of position. He's going to get past me. My team's going to be in trouble. Right. So I have to at all times look at the ball, look at my guy, knowing that at any moment that pass could reach there. Okay. And I have to be ready to either disrupt it Uh or if it reaches there. I have to switch my legs, my body towards him okay. so that he doesn't get and you get it. past okay. me. Yeah. Okay. The only thing I can think of, I spidey senses. Spidey senses. <laughs> there we if go. We, That's the first thing you're talking about. I'm like, spidey senses. Yeah, it is. <laughs> because 
ever since you started, they teach you about one thing, one pose called the cowboy. Oh, okay. So if you're on defense, <laughs> they tell you like be like a cowboy. So okay. If you, if you think cowboy, you just think somebody with like two guns or something like I'm that. I'm thinking yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just see somebody with a hat, uh-huh. two guns, just walking around with crinkles on his Ay-wa. legs and stuff like there that. There you go. So they tell you to like get into a cowboy stance where it's like you have one finger pointed there and one finger pointed on the other side. Okay. Right. So that you're always aware. So you're always aware. So that you're not flat towards one side. Makes sense. Which if you're flat towards one side, what about the other side? Mm. What if so there, what if there's someone there? If you overcommit to one side, what happens to the other side? Okay, makes sense. Okay. So it's it's basketball is a mental game. People will tell you basketball is is, is uh, complex. It's not. Basketball is an easy game. Okay. So try basketball is basically what you would like to tell people. For sure. Try it basketball. makes you happy. Get the ball in, you'll get happy. For sure. Okay, just, and just try a different it. sport. You yeah. can bounce it. Okay. Just bounce it. <laughs> For joy. Okay. Just, just one, two, one, two, one, two, switch uh-huh. your hand, one, two, one, two, okay. one, two, that's it. Colas, cure. Um, it's just, okay, so people should be getting into, is there something you think that um, we can do in Oman to maybe encourage more people to get to branch into different kinds of sports? I think keyword here is exposure. For different sports. For different sports, for okay. sure. Now, if you ask me where most of the media coverage goes for sports football. in Oman, it's football. Yeah, for Everybody sure. Everybody knows this. Yeah. And it's not a hidden. It's not a hidden thing. Everybody knows the main sports in our country is football. Mm-hmm. And we're not bad at it by any means. We're we're, we're decently good. Tough. We're not bad at football. And our national team's been putting in results for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. We've been Gulf Cup champions. Tough. We've been we've been making runs in the asia cup so we we are a good footballing nation but it cannot be our only focus makes sense because look at other countries like not to compare not to belittle us okay but if you look at other countries there's always another sport or a balance as to like okay we're good at like this sport but we also have players in all these other sports okay so like let's (laughs) exactly Uh-huh. So, like, for example, let's pick uh, any random country. Let's think about Saudi Arabia. Okay. Right? Neighboring country, very close to us. Mm-hmm. Now, many people might not know this, mm-hmm. but we all, obviously we all know how good they are at football. They beat Argentina. Uh-huh. So, we all know. Uh, we, all, we can't forget that that was like can't World that. Cup. Well, what just happened there? Exactly. <laughs> okay. like, I'll never forget What's that. What's the thing they were singing? so that's obviously what comes to your mind when uh-huh. you think about football so obviously that's a big achievement exactly and then what, what a lot of people don't know is they're actually really good at basketball too like play, I Saudi? Play, yeah okay they're really really good i played against them and they they beat us and like we came that was our first game in the tournament we didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. we came to that game without really we, obviously we did our scouting okay we, we watched matches and stuff but you never really know how good someone is until you play against them. Makes sense. So once we played against them, we realized these guys are actually really good at this. And okay. Like, I mean, we are good, but they're also really, really good. Okay. So I, in my mind, if you told me like Saudi and sports, my mind immediately goes to like football, horse riding. True. I would expect that too. Football, horse riding. Okay. But when it came to basketball, they were really good. And their nation, their nation, their senior national team is really good. Their under-18s are really good. Their okay. under-16s have a bright future. Mm-hmm. So they have the bright future in all their three main 
basketball teams. Okay. And obviously they have their their football, football team. teams really bright. Horse riding. Some of the best horse riders in the world. I think Abdurrahman Al-Rajhi, if that's his name. I unfortunately have no background in horse riding, but yeah. I'll, I'll take your I, word. I only know his. I only know him because my friends, some of my friends are horse riders. Oh, okay, there we go. So, equestrians, actually. That's the term. Uh, that's the official that's term? That's the official term. That tells you how little I know. I've never, I mean, I don't think I've, oh, wait. That's what they call it, Equestrian Club. Equestrian Club Sib. It's like five minutes. There we go. I actually know the word. Okay. So, yeah. So, if you can have more than one sport you're good at, that just builds, like, let's not get into, like, the economic side of it, but that's the financial, that's income for your country because if you're doing good, that's income. And also, I think... That's exposure. I agree. And I think what you said is true. I think we have a lot of athleticism in Oman, both men and women. Like, I've seen it with my own eyes. Like, I used to live in the UAE. I've seen their level, which is amazing, mashallah, in multiple different sports. But I also think we have a lot of potential here. Definitely. In different sports. I've seen it in martial arts. I've seen it, like, new in basketball. I've seen it in football, paddle. Um, I've seen it in running and, like, marathons. So there's this Definitely. big marathon called Oman Desert Marathon. Yeah. They yeah. are running marathons for, like, 160-something K. In the desert, in different terrains and, and this all. Heat. In the well, actually, it's in Bidian. It was cold. <laughs> Bidian is cold. Okay. Uh, there, I know, I know, is that cold was sometimes. in like January, but, but but I think they do do stuff in the heat as well. Definitely. Like in Moj Marathon, people came out like dehydrated and like half dying, you know. Yeah. But that Spartan. shows the level. Hey, with the Spartan race, Spartan. Iron Man, Iron Man, bad can here, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have all this, which shows hata, um like water activities, like for example, uh, uh, what's that guy? There's a guy, the Gawas, the diver. The guy who who do he had like he a had a, he broke world the record, record. Yeah, yeah. yeah he had the, I I can't remember his name but do I know you're talking about I feel like we're disrespecting him yeah so, okay I don't, I don't know this I don't might know. be the part where we cut out because mashallah he did something amazing we should remember his we name we should but, remember let's, let's, get, let's get okay. his name we'll get should I just Google his name yeah I feel Wait, like because I don't want to disrespect because he did he he broke like a oh world record diver. Omar Al Ghilani. Yeah, okay. Now there now now it just now it comes to you. Yeah, okay. So so look at how diverse it is. Maybe maybe as as a nation we can support more different sports. Definitely. You know, because because we do have a lot of talent. In many sports, I mean I go going back to my example, yeah. equestrians. Like I know a lot of people that are equestrians and mashallah you on face value, horse riding seems so easy because okay. you're just on top of the horse and then it's just jumping over stuff. I mean, I don't think it's not as easy as you're saying, but no, you have to control to, another to me, to living me, animal. No, to <laughs> me, it's like, to uh-huh. me, horse riding seems like about the easiest thing you can do. Okay. And like, I thought that for the longest time. And did you try it? I tried it once, uh-huh. right? So I tried it once with my friend and it was like, not e- it was like a five meter, like pole or whatever and i couldn't get the horse to jump over it and okay, then, you're trying to control another living yeah, thing exactly <laughs> and i i i um my friend did it and my friend like just did it and it was like huh? the horse just went and <laughs> it was so easy but i'm like what did you we do? held it the same way <laughs> what did you do that made it jump that i didn't and he was like you just have to find out yourself so okay so it's a it's, skill it's a skill it's a it skill it is a skill and even the littlest things it takes skill in most sports it the littlest things take skill because 
the hardest thing to get down is the basics. Exactly. And once you have the basics, sir. The hardest thing to master is the basics. Sah. If you ask me today as a, as Muhammad, mm-hmm. I'll tell you I still haven't mastered the basics of basketball. And many people would see me as like more of an advanced player because okay. of like where I've been, what I've done. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me, I'm still not completely through with the basics because you can never get too fundamental. You can never be too that. fundamental. I agree with that. The more fundamentals you have, mm-hmm. the more the more fundamentally sound you can be, the better. So and you can always be better. I you agree. will never reach 100%, but if you continue to aim for it, continue to strive for it, continue to chase it, eventually you'll get closer to to the you won't get close to being 100%. But you'll be closer than the rest. I agree. And that's in many different things. But also, like, like I'll compare it to jiu-jitsu. I was watching a competition once on mm. YouTube. There was one guy who was jumping all over the place. And he was, like, doing a flying armbar. And he's like, you know, when you look at it, you're like, wow, Spider-Man's yeah, yeah, playing, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. The other guy, basic guard, armbar, khalas, he won. He did the basic. He did every single thing he did was basic. But he had just perfected his basics. While as Hadaki yeah. was, like... Okay, it was cool to look at. Was, but it was, if it's WWE, a flying armbar. It's cool. Exactly. It's cool. I saw Khabib do it. And it was, uh, exactly. It, was, it looks so cool it because does. you just jump and you take the man's arm. Exactly. But but uh, probably Khabib has his basics down. He Khabib's basics are like over. Which here. is why when he does things like that, okay, he can do something like that. But sometimes when you try to skip the basic and go, for example, and start. Jumping around, you look cool. Yeah, but you're not gonna you're not gonna get the result. But Khabib, Khabib is like next he's, level. He's next level because he's I a agree. wrestler with jujitsu and then with, striking back. Striking. I think he's stri- exactly yeah, and like he's just a different. No, and level. then he has that vibe. Mal send me location. Send like, me location. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's one of my favorites for sure. Me too. He's, one of he's my entertaining favorites. to watch. Like most, you know how like Conor McGregor, Mathalan, he'll run his mouth, he'll do all that stuff. So it's entertaining. It's entertaining. But Habib's entertaining. Just like he's not doing anything. Send me location. <laughs> <laughs> like like one word answer. <laughs> Why do all this? Come send location. That's that's all he says. And it's it's threatening. Oh, it's yeah. more threatening than Connor Connor running his mouth, being like, "You'll do nothing. You'll do." It's more threatening. <laughs> you do the accent. You can't. I, I, well, oh, no, I'm, you I'm actually an MMA fanatic. Okay, I I like the MMA. I love it, but it's like I only like specific people, so I only watch the matches of the people I like. I I like my I big shout out to my brother. My my brother got me into MMA. He got me into any combat sport like. Any combat sport knowledge or um, experience I have is through him. Okay. He started off and like I just copied him. Yeah. And then you got into it. I just, and I just got into it myself because obviously you copy your older brother at anything he does. I if agree. you're a younger brother, you copy your I, older I'm, brother. I'm one of the youngest and I copied them in so many things. Yeah. But unfortunately, I copied my brothers, not my sisters. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how well that went down. But were you into the WWE? Because a lot of people who are yes, into the MMA yes, are... Yes, okay. I was. I was a big WWE fan. I was, I was an obsessed fan where I went to all their live shows and backstage passes and stuff. You went to like the, the Saudi ones? No, right? they came to Abu Dhabi multiple times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did, they did. I went had to have my like I want a ticket to go backstage and everything, and then you know, and then you get okay when you get older, you're like uh, people go like uh, it's fake, it's fake, and you don't it's think we know it's fake exactly. It's, it's called worldwide something entertainment, world, uh, world, uh, world wrestling, wrestling entertainment. entertainment. Yeah, exactly, yeah, they yeah, say yeah. it in the name, you it's know. Literally, but if I had to, when someone tells me I'm like, oh, you're watching a movie, they're like, yeah, I'm like, it's fake. 
you know they don't, don't compare like i know i <laughs> watch the fake. ufc it too and fake. i know that's real i know that's fake but yeah it's, it's a whole thing yeah it's real real exactly <laughs> but okay back to our thing back to the original yeah, topic people should branch out and we as a country i think we do have the potential of entering many different sports we have the athleticism we have the talent sure, sure. we have young Omanis like you who are willing to be disciplined and mashallah represent Work. us in other countries on an international level in a way that would make us proud as Omanis so we should capitalize on that and, and this should get support definitely. as much as we can definitely and um, I think it all comes down to individuals okay if you ask me you cannot force anybody to have hard work Okay, it because has to come from within. It has to come from within. Okay. Because there's a saying that, that I repeat mm. to myself every single day, every single day. Obsession beats talent. Okay, that's Hard an interesting one. That's nice. beats talent. Okay. The, no, you could bring the most skilled player ever. Mm-hmm. But if he only trains like an hour a week and you, comp- and you bring like a guy who trains, let's say, for example, like three hours, four hours a day. Okay. Like at the end of the day, Sure, that the that more skilled player would be better. But if you ask a coach who they'd rather have, they tell you I'd the rather one who have. Works hard. I'd rather have the guy who works hard. Exactly. But then, but then what you're saying is true. Like if you link both together, like if you have the natural skill, yeah. and then you like I was watching the, ugh, I forgot Michael Jordan. Yeah. The documentary. The last dance. The last dance. Yeah. Exactly, and he naturally had that skill but He's he obsessed. was exactly what you said obsession beats uh, talent. talent i think yeah. you said yeah he was their first one their last one out despite Definitely. the fact that he probably had more natural talent than any of them there so if the great if one of the greatest players of all time exactly. if not the greatest mm-hmm. has zero excuses for being in the gym longer than everyone else what do you as a young player or you as an up-and-coming person with with passion for the game or or ambitions okay what excuse do you have to not do the same because if the greatest player of all time can do that why can't you okay so that's that's like that's a big part of like what makes me like so in love with the game is just passion okay because if you ask me like let's go to the cinema or or like let's go let's go out Mm -hmm. and on the same day i have training let's say like you want me to go out before training? I'll be like, okay, but I'm going to go an hour and a half before before training. Because okay. I need to get there an hour before training every time or else. So discipline. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. Okay. But you see some guys, they'll show up like five minutes late to training and they just show up like whatever. And they just do kid. what they have to do and do get out. Do what they have to do and then as soon as the final whistle is blows, they're out. Ala tool. Okay. So how do you expect yourself to go anywhere if you're not willing to put in the hours okay like that it's not just basketball any sport if you have a passion mm. if you want to get anywhere put in the hours صح. it'll pay off if i can sit here in front of you two years ago i was i was in in my house out in the heat telling my brother to move his car away from the hoop <laughs> so i can shoot at 7 a.m while everybody, while my mom and dad are out to work and my brother is asleep in the heat. And it paid off eventually. The harder you work, it'll pay off eventually. Because the only Omani to win an NBA award internationally. Internationally. The okay. only one. And I feel like that's n- I'm still getting... That's I'm only not the even beginning. scratching the surface. Okay. If you ask me, I'm not even 15% of the way done. This is, is what, what are your plans since you got into that? What are your plans in... 
the future? I mean, you still haven't graduated high school. Yeah. You have one year left. Yeah. What's uh, coming next, inshallah? Inshallah. Um, well, I like to take things one step at a time. Okay. And obviously, the, my, my ultimate goal, future-wise, would be to play in the NBA. Okay. And that would be like the, my dream. It's okay. been my life dream. Can I pause you? Sure. Someone like you, mashallah, who is saying something like that. You've talked about discipline. You've been the only Omani to go abroad and win. I'm just saying this as on a personal level. I think someone like you should get support. Thank even you. from the community, even from... I know, mashallah, you have your parents' support. I know you have your teammate or whoever is around you. I know, alhamdulillah, you made it to the national team. But I My think... coaches. Thank your you. Coaches, your coaches, yeah, exactly. But I think even, like for me, I think as Omanis, we should, you know, support local talent like this. Definitely. Anyone else who wishes to support, you should get that level of support because... For me, I do see someone who thinks like you, someone who talks like you, someone who trains like you, has potential to even for us represent us in a. Yani, that's a, big. On NBA floor, yeah. And on a level that hasn't been done, we haven't had a Omani basketball player, you know, right. ever. Yeah. So, so this is something that. Right. I. I do think you should get the support. Like is what I'm saying. Okay. So, so Maham, you should get the support. You should get. As much as possible. I, I I understand that this is not one of the sports that... Has main coverage. Has main coverage from the media and from other sources and everything. But Definitely. I do believe that seeing a talent like this, we should all be supporting behind it. Thank you. Yeah, because not a lot of people share your, like the vision. Yeah. Because when you present an idea that's so far-fetched to people... Okay. Most of the time, they just get skeptical. And they start to doubt whether it's even possible. And once, like, I present this idea to, to anybody and they just start to, like, let's say, like, not take it seriously mm -hmm. or they start to critique and stuff like so that. So you, you mean the, the idea that you presented is you going and playing for the NBA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So if, if somebody is, like, critique, critiquing that or, like, not taking it seriously, I know that, like, okay, this person doesn't know, like... The vastness of how deep this this thing can actually go, okay, or how hard this actually takes. So, I just try to like distance myself because you don't need that. You surround chapter. yourself with with people that share the same goals as you, Sah. right? Or they share the same passion as you. Yeah. So, if you're working hard and the people around you are working just as hard, you elevate each other. Okay. Because if I'm putting in six hours in the gym. Mm -hmm. And you come in and you put in three hours and then we both play on the same court. I'm going to have, for example, more stamina to play the entire match. And then by, by, by the half of the match, you're just going to be... Khalas, you're gassed yeah, out. You yeah. can't. Okay. So if we all just collectively work together, everybody can elevate themselves. But if, if, like, if you ask me, I have been getting the support that I'm ne I've been needing recently. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. There's been a lot of media coverage around my uh, trip to Abu Dhabi. Okay. And I um, think Aman events on Instagram posted like... Oh, uh, you got Aman events. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they posted like a clip of, of me uh, like uh, drilling in the camp. Okay. So it has been a lot of media coverage. So I am really grateful for that. And... And you plan to continue and... Yeah, inshallah. Scott... So, yeah NBA um, Inshallah So like The way it goes You have to first Get into a college Preferably like A D1 college Because there's okay. There's different levels There's D1 D2 D3 NAIA JUCO I think So this is abroad This is yeah In the, in US, the US In the okay. US Yes 
So the the goal inshallah inshallah would be to get to a D1 college mm. and then from then I would do maybe my two years in college okay then I would declare for the draft and by inshallah God wills it inshallah ya rab uh let's say I, I get selected in the NBA draft I get drafted that way I can then uh play in the NBA okay and uh, at any point I can go back to college and finish my uh, degree my degree Okay. Or I can also uh, pursue my degree and play at the same time. So by by my second year in the NBA or my third year in the NBA, inshallah, inshallah. I could be done with college, done with my degree. So then it then just becomes one main focus and that's just basketball. Basketball. Okay. And you've actually planned this from now. You're 17. Definitely. You've already had this plan in your head from now. Definitely. Again, and this I is a man who deserves support. I'm just putting this out there. And... Um, I try not to look into numbers too much okay. or logistics, but there's never been a Omani to make it to uh, overseas basketball. Not okay. just not just American. There's never been a Omani overseas basketball player. Okay, right? and you plan to be the first. And inshallah. I really plan to be the first. Mm-hmm. And I have a saying. Okay. I'm I'm I have a saying. I keep like I keep this in mind. I keep reminding myself this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the first to make sure I'm not the last. Nice. So you want others to follow definitely. in your footsteps and actually pursue this. There's yeah. a lot of talent, Faman. Okay. A lot of talent. I know a lot of guys. I'm not going to name drop, but <laughs> there's a lot of you guys. You can if you want to. <laughs> like, there's a lot of guys coming up in the in national teams, in the younger um, national teams. There's a there's a guy called Mish'al. Okay. Who is um who got selected for like a singapore camp nice so there's uh, there's a lot of potential to be had but we as like as a people as a community as an association as everything need to come together and just make the path the easiest it can be from our side because the path itself is hard it's a long hard road and it takes a lot of self will it takes a lot of time and effort to just so what you said that takes discipline it takes, it takes discipline. hours and hours of work every day so you're But doing your part and the rest be, of us yeah. should do our part in terms of supporting this talent there yeah. has to be like a way there is always a way to make the path easier okay right and if the people that control these things inshallah mm-hmm. nowadays they're making things much easier for us ah. it's so easy to participate in the Exactly. Sorry, in the league, okay. uh, the basketball league, Faman. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to just get into a club or something like that. And I pray that we take this further. And continue to open more continue. paths for our athletes. Exactly. Okay. I continue to, we'll try to provide like scholarships for uh, athletic scholarships. Okay. Because that's not really something you hear about. Here in Oman. Oman. Yeah, definitely. It's True. And we do have, again, a lot of atlet- uh, athletes who, who Not can just in basketball. In a lot of sports. Multiple There's different branches. Of yeah. So I really hope that, like, I really hope me being a person who can, inshallah, achieve this. Inshallah, get, yeah. Get a scholarship, get, get, get abroad, can pursue my dream. Mm-hmm. That, like, is Pushes. almost a wake-up call. Okay. That this is possible. Mm-hmm. Dream big do, For Omanis do, do what you must Because You can do it You can make mm-hmm. it So If If me being the first And makes sure that You're not I'm, the last I'm not the last person To have these ambitions And these dreams mm-hmm. That's That's my main goal That's nice. That's what I want to achieve Because if you ask me What What like 
impact I'd like to leave behind is that other people can see that it really doesn't take much other than hard work and dedication just to get to your goals. Because everything else is up to you. I agree. It's really up to you. I agree. So you mentioned that we're talking about support on a on a big level. Mm. Support on a minor level. Definitely. Who who supported you in your life that helps you to do all this? My parents. Your parents. My parents. I know that. Uh, again, parents. I don't want to say how I know that, but uh, but I know that. Mashallah, you're you're. I have seen that your parents are very supportive. Definitely, and just my family as a whole. Okay. My first and foremost, it all goes out to my family. Okay. So. I wouldn't be anywhere without them. They sacrificed so much for me. Okay. They made sure I got in the positions I needed to be at times I needed to be. They they took times out of their day. They took time out of work. They took time out of everything that went on with their life to just make sure that I could get the easiest path possible to follow my dreams. Mm-hmm. And even if that means postponing important things for them just to ensure my future and I'm so grateful for that okay. i'm so so grateful for for my parents for my family for providing that level that of support. environment for you and the support definitely okay. and then my coaches it has to be my coaches my coaches have believed in me since day one so i will name drop now yeah okay uh, go ahead i'd like <laughs> to thank coach ali al-blushi coach muhammad al-awesi coach haytham al-ghassani mm-hmm. i think coach hamid al-ghassani um these guys are all my club coaches mm-hmm. they're the first coaches i ever had and so since the my first ever training session with these coaches they saw something in me okay and they've been incredibly supportive but at the same time tough on me in a way that i needed okay because there were times where i was getting too comfortable or too complacent uh-huh. and they had to pull me out talk to me be like Muhammad you need to work on this this mm-hmm. this this and this or else you're not gonna get so anywhere. tough love yani. tough love okay because but they'll tell it to you straight to your face mm. if you don't quit this if you don't stop this you're not gonna get anywhere okay so uh, hearing that your first reaction would be to get mad obviously or defensive Sah, or true. you would get defensive Sah. but the with time you realize they're right okay Th- whatever they said you need to stop, you need to fix this, it was actually true. And without them, I really wouldn't be here because okay. they gave me the first chance. Mm-hmm. They took me under their wing. Mm-hmm. and Encouraged you. They encouraged me. They gave me multiple opportunities to perform at the highest level. Okay. And uh, they gave me a chance to play for an, my under 18s, okay. under 16s and the first team, mm-hmm. which is not an easy task. Uh, just to like uh, get a new kid give him the opportunity to play for the first team mm-hmm. his first year and he is already playing for the first team that's not as a coach you need to you need to know what you're doing so they if, put that if, trust in you they saw yeah, something exactly if something goes wrong obviously all the blame goes to on the, the coach, coach mostly mm-hmm. so him trusting in me enough to put me in that situation knowing that I won't disappoint him was more than I could ever ask for and obviously my national team coaches okay coach Sahir Coach Mohammed Al Qasimi, Coach Ala, and Coach Ghassan. Mm-hmm. My favorite coach, Coach Ghassan, because he handles uh, relations between players and coaches. Okay. Uh, between the players and the association. So he's just 
his nickname is Baba Ghassan. Oh, so he, he 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 tells us when when like our salary comes. He tells us when we have training. He tells us everything, and like he's just such a positive person to be around. And without him, without his constant like pressure uh, pressure, but at the same time support for me, I I I would have like slowed down and gave up a little but he just always kept pushing me always kept in a pushing positive me. manner so every coach mm. i've ever had thank you from the bottom of my heart because i really wouldn't be doing this without you guys thank you for giving me opportunities to play for you thank you for giving me opportunities to represent my country mm-hmm. and i hope in the future i can continue to do that and continue to make you guys proud okay the level of support that you spoke of from your coaches uh from your parents and your family members from what you're saying and from all that you said, it seems like this played such a big role in putting you where you are now. Definitely. What would you say to other caretakers, parents, coaches about supporting young talent? How important do you think it is? I think having somebody that believes in you mm-hmm. is 50% of the way. Because you can give yourself that 50% you believe in yourself. Okay. And but there will be moments where you will doubt yourself. Undoubtedly, I've had so many moments of self-doubt. Okay. I've felt like I, I wasn't getting anywhere so many times. But with my parents being there, with the help of my coaches, I got past it. Okay. And I was able to. So it was a big part of your journey to where you are now and where, inshallah, you're planning to go. Definitely, I think as a player, as a player in any sport, uh-huh. if you have that belief in yourself and you can get other people to believe in you and you build a strong relationship with your coaches and from the first training session you need to realize coaches are there to help you okay they're it's in the name coach they're there to coach you uh-huh, they're there to, to train you, you uh-huh. to guide you you need to realize that do whatever they say in your spare time do the extra Okay. Because they, the 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 essentials they give you, the essentials they'll put on you in that two hours of training, are more than enough to cover you, going future wise to be a good player. If okay. you want to be a great player, a, a great player, an exceptional player, you yourself have to put in more work outside of what they give you. If they give you like let's say a drill, they'll be like Muhammad. Today you're going to do. This specific Joe for five minutes. Okay. And then we're gonna move to this Joe for ten minutes, and then this Joe for five minutes. Okay. You're, I'm gonna be like, okay, tamam, do the Joe. Afterwards, you, you do it yourself. You'll do it yourself okay. at home. Do They've it yourself. They've taught it to you. Now it's up to you. Now, to yeah, keep because training. they wouldn't teach you, or they okay. they wouldn't tell you to do something if it's not beneficial. Mm-hmm. And if you master what they teach you, by the next time they ask you to do it, you're gonna be able to do it so easily. Okay. And then it's just going to show up in parts of your game that you didn't even realize. And there's going to be a time where you like, let's say you score something and you're like, oh, that kind of felt like doing that one drill I was doing a couple months ago where I just used to just throw the ball like this and out. And it went in and now I'm scoring and it helped my team. Hmm. It's kind of like muscle memory. You've done it so many times. So by the time you come and do it in a match, it's almost like you didn't think of the move. Exactly. That's why we drill in general. In anything. One thing you mentioned that I think is interesting, the tough love bit. Definitely. Okay. It seems to me that you have that mindset where 
it's okay to get defensive initially. It's okay. Constructive criticism can yeah. sometimes come in a way where you do get defensive in the beginning. But it's important to reel yourself back and understand that this is for my benefit and then actually follow that instruction. Yeah. Ha- uh, okay, so talk to me about constructive criticism from your point of view. Well, um, I've been doing sports my entire life. Okay. So I've dealt with a lot of different coaches. Mm. I've been coached by a lot of great people and it's always the same point being repeated okay if you don't work on this Mm -hmm. don't expect me to work on that for you so that's one way where it's like if i'm telling you to do this and you're doing this or i'm telling you not to do this and you still do it Mm -hmm. me as a coach how do you expect me Uh, to help further you as when a player when you're not willing to do when that when you're not willing to just do that 5% I ask you to and just listen to me because if you're not listening to what your coach is saying then you're not really being coached you're just there to just there for, for randomness yeah because if you're not every every word the coach speaks to you is valuable Tough. even sometimes a coach may blame you he may be wrong in blaming you if you take he wouldn't blame you if unless he knows there's something good in you. Okay. Because if you were if you were like let's say making constant mistakes mm-hmm. and he would just be like don't worry don't worry about it don't worry about it you'll get the next one don't worry about it don't worry about it. So ob- sometimes obviously you need that okay. to like keep your head up. Mm-hmm. But if if every single time you make a mistake you're just patted on the back like don't worry about it you'll get it next time. Mistakes are going to feel normal to you. Okay. Mistakes are going to feel like... Like you can just pa- get past yeah. it and learn and do something better. Yeah. But if every time you make a mistake, you get your coach telling you like, n- next time you do this and not this, because if you do this, this this is will happen, right? Okay. That sticks in your mind mm-hmm. so that whenever you're in that situation again, you know not to make that mistake because if you make that mistake... Like he said, this, 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 this will happen. Okay. He tells you the consequences of your mistakes. Okay, but you have to be open to receiving that. Exactly. Okay, because what happens a lot of times is it's not easy to hear. Definitely. Yeah, I need criticism regardless. Even if it comes in the nicest way, you can go into like doubt or something and it's not easy to hear that. Your but first takes... reaction is like, am, am, I not, am I not doing a good job? Uh-huh. It's like, or even sometimes anger towards the person like that. And that's just the messenger who's trying to help you because the people definitely. who truly love you, like your parents, for example, mm. or your closest friends, a sign that they truly love you is that they will tell you you are messing up. Definitely. You know, for this is not just in sports, as we are discussing now in it's terms in of coaches, it's yeah. in life. And someone has to ho- hold you accountable, hold you accountable. And you have you'll to make be the willing. same mistake over and over again. So. And you have to be willing to accept that, that stuff, even on a religious level, if I'm allowed to mention this on this channel. <laughs> yani. But it's like um, we have that. In Allah, God will not change you until you change what's yourself. in yourself. Exactly. You know, but you have to be willing to aslan make that step. So yani. you can't expect some people yeah. to do that for you. It's like. Uh, going back to the, the religious thing you said it's like yeah. praying um, for something to happen and then not like, working for it and then not working for it sure. you just be like Ya Rab uh, I want to pass that test then I have never attended the class 
So this is in life. This is in even your spiritual stuff. This is in sports. This is a rule that applies everywhere. You yes. have to change what's inside you. You have to be willing to make that change. No one can help you if you don't. Yeah. God himself tells you, you make that change and I will help you. Like God Definitely. is always there to help. But even he tells us that, you know, for this applies in everywhere. Like I like it. I, I like this mindset. It's, it is an important thing because it's in everything. Like even in our career. You know, like I, I'm working in the media. You know, sometimes I, if I make a mistake, it's quite public. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like media. Media seems like a tough profession. Yeah, yeah. And if you do a mistake, you know, you'll get it in the comments. Like, <laughs> like the first comment is gonna criticism. be pointing it out. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had something with that lata where I made a mistake. So I said, I don't know if you remember, remember the video Mal Wajid Wajid. There was a video that went viral because I said Wajid Wajid when it was like Shaheen. Oh. And everyone kept every all the comments are like, oh, she doesn't speak Arabic. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. You know, and it was like, you know, but it taught me your like, mistakes okay. are so publicized. Exactly. You know, for I was like, okay, next time, watch my words. You know, because exactly. you can't say something that I mean that because there was a serious point to that video, but the only thing people heard because of what I, my mistake was, haha, watch it, watch it. Exactly. You know, for okay, I got my criticism there in the comment section and then it never happened again it never happened again exactly. i don't think you'll ever hear me say the word watch it watch it again you, know? you just said it <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to point that out no but 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 like you have to be open i i, I believe in that i believe in you know, it is important and i believe that you have a mature mindset mashallah for someone of your age thank you because hata, the things you're saying is beneficial to people who are even older who might not have that mindset yani it's very common Right. Because it's something we all go through. Definitely. But I also like that you mentioned that it is natural to get defensive in the beginning. It's natural maybe to have a reaction in the beginning. Definitely. But then fix it. Yeah, true. You know? And um, I think um, you're gonna, if you're trying to do something great, there's always going to be skeptics. Yeah. There's always going to be skeptics. Mm-hmm. And I, I witnessed that firsthand because like, what they don't prepare you for mm-hmm. is envy. Ah, that's interesting you brought that up. Okay. What you don't get prepared for is envy. Uh Because when you start to do things that get publicized, when you start to do things that catch people's eyes, there's always going to be a certain people or a certain crowd who are envious of the opportunity to get put like into the mainstream or put into public's view. Okay. So they will try to find any... And any, uh, any misstep that any you make, fault, any mistake, any mistake, uh-huh. point it out, make fun of it, mm-hmm. just so like they it, try to bring you down. Just so it seems like you're not as good as you think you are, or you're not as good as advertised. Yeah. And the way to deal with that is, if you ask me, just ignore it. Uh, for some people, that's hard because you see like somebody making fun of you or criticizing you, and it just sticks with you. Yeah. But and it messes with you mentally. It, it messes with you. But <laughs> me, like when I got my first hate comment, uh-huh. I, I was happy. Yeah, I understand. I was yeah, happy because okay. I was like, I'm doing something that that's <laughs> like good enough for people to like notice the hate on. If okay. that makes sense. No, that does make a lot of sense. It's like I'm I'm like you could write in the comments like something about me not being a good player or whatever, and. I really wouldn't care because I'm not the one commenting about you. You're the one commenting about me. And it takes a specific level of envy for you to put a comment like that to begin with. Yeah, because 
if if you if you look at me and you and you think I'm not a good player, hmm. then just make fun of me to yourself. Just move on. Ayo. Just move on. But for you to put that on a comment but for, section. But for you to get like envious enough or or like let's say triggered enough, haqood enough to write write like a four sentence or like a four line comment about like it's like you're doing something right yeah because i mean there's something wrong with you exactly yeah because if if let's say if let's say i'm doing it wrong like you're saying i'm still doing it you're not you're on your couch writing a comment Or wherever you're and sitting, like, you're um, sitting on a couch. Like it just, um, unfortunately, this happens a lot. And I agree. I I've seen it happen with friends of mine. I've seen it happen with famous athletes. I've seen it happen everywhere. It happens everywhere. And like I know a friend of mine who's like, he's uh, the first Kuwaiti to get a D1 scholarship. Okay. And like uh, when you're saying D1. Right? D1. Not yeah. D1. D1. Like the letter D and the number one. D and yeah, one. Okay, yeah. there we go. Okay. So he's the first Kuwaiti to I'm get like it. Because if I'm confused, maybe someone else would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So he's the first Kuwaiti to ever get it. Okay. And so, like, most of the comments are just like, Mabrook, Mabrook, Kida, Kida, Fakhr al Watan, and stuff like that. And then there's and like the, hate. And then there's just one that's like, Gharib, uh, or like, I think it's kind of weird. Like, why, uh, why would he get a scholarship? I don't know why he did to deserve a scholarship uh, and stuff like that. And it's like... That's Hakud vibes right why? there. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Like, there we go. If you're questioning it, mm-hmm. even even you... Que- what is you questioning it going to so, do? And why do you have to put it on a public platform? It's like they're not going to take away the podcast. Uh, they're, sorry, no, they're not going to take away the, the scholarship uh-huh. just because a random Instagram user commented something about like, oh, this guy... He might not deserve it. So why? So you think college scouts are gonna listen to you instead of looking at his, his games? actual talent? Yeah, they're not gonna listen to you. So what's the point of commenting? Like I agree. What's the point? I agree. Like we we different concept, of course, because you're in sports. We're within in the media and stuff. Yeah, but you're we get my these. Ah, oh, there we go. <laughs> well, I actually want to be a form of support. By the way, like for me, I love seeing this, and I think we should thank support it. You thank know, you, thank you. But um. We'll get these comments. One thing I'm learning at Hain. Yeah. There is hate. There is. There's hate in everything. But sometimes, here and there, there might be a comment where I'm like, even if it's written in a hateful way, even if it's, you know, yeah. they'll mention something where I'm like, hmm, should I actually take But, note of that? Like, yeah, for example, yeah, yeah. I, I, in interviews, I tend to pause and think of what I'm saying. And sometimes, like, there'll be a whole... 30 seconds where I'm just looking at the guest because I'm thinking of what I'm saying, you know? <laughs> And someone commented on that in a hateful way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, I was like, oh, okay, hateful comment. But then I'm like, wait, let me read it and let me actually look at the footage. Yeah, And I'm yeah. like, I'm staring at someone for 30 seconds saying nothing. To me, it's fine because, I, you know, I'm, I'd rather say it in an articulate way than yeah. say it wrong. Yeah. But then it also might not look good to a viewer. If I'm for like, sure, okay, so sure. that is a hate comment, but sometimes... It can be useful. It can be useful. So, so I'm like a <laughs> hater, but uh, I learned something. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't mind it. Like, I don't know. You have to kind of look at it like, like it shouldn't hurt you. It can be, it can be beneficial. They don't know how to talk nicely, obviously. Yeah. But maybe I learned something from their bad comment. Yeah. Definitely. And you know, and you reach a point where that's how you look at it so objectively. You don't take it subjectively and خلاص. That's it. And like the, the best part about like, maybe let's say a hate comment. Yeah. Let's say like they point something out. Uh, for not being the way it's supposed to be uh-huh. 
So you do it the way they say it's supposed to be. Okay. And you do it better than... Uh-huh, than the, what they even thought, yeah. Yeah, by making so that then point. that's just... Then they have nothing to say. Like you stick it to the hater, exactly. basically. Exactly. But I agree. Okay. To wrap this up. Sure. What would you say... Like this is like you talking to the camera and telling... Yeah. Method and youth... Yeah. who want to get into different kinds of sports or want to do something to uh, make a man proud. Yeah. What would you tell them? Um, the first thing I'd say is don't let anyone discourage you. If you think you have talent, if you know you have talent, don't let anyone else, not even yourself, ever, ever tell you you don't have what it takes. Because if you believe it in your mind and you think your physical gifts and you think your mental uh, mental uh, strength is enough for you to make it past stage one, stage two, stage three and get to the final stage, go for it. By all means, go for it. Find yourself, find yourself an outlet. Find yourself anywhere you can practice what you want to practice and just go out there. Put yourself out there. Expose yourself to different places. Go here, here. Talk to this coach, that coach. Uh, take in as much as you can. I, 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 um, I got this uh, from my coach in, okay. the, in the club. And before I left Abu Dhabi, he told me, he told me one thing. Um, he told me in Arabic, but I'll say it in English. Mm-hmm. Be a sponge. Okay. Be a sponge. You go there, try to absorb as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't that doesn't just apply to if you're going to outside Oman and you're going for like a workshop something like that. Even in Oman, if you're playing, let's say, a sport and you come across a player mm-hmm. that you you see is really good mm-hmm. or is better than you, or even a player not better than you, but he's doing something extremely well. Okay. Learn from them. Absorb. Absorb. Like I learn from my teammates every single day. Mm-hmm. Teammates that are younger than me. I learned from teammates that are older than me. I learned from my coaches. There are teammates like two, three years younger than me, but they do something better than I do. Okay. So I'm not afraid to go ask them, like, how how, how did you do this, this, mm-hmm. and this, and this? Because I know asking them, it's going to first lift them up. Future-wise, if they need anything, they'll come to me. Future-wise, if I need anything, I can still go back to them. Mm-hmm. Because if they're doing something well enough for it to look like it's consistent and for it to look good ask just ask because most people are willing to share their knowledge exactly this is an actual fact because i get you're giving them that respect of showing them you are doing something great i want to learn from you most of them will actually share with you definitely and mm-hmm. um even myself like i if i'm playing a pickup in like let's say el moj or any public court mm-hmm. there's going to be like a kid who's like uh, 10 9 years old just there with a ball just bouncing it randomly just shooting and like he'd see me do something obviously that's a bit more advanced he'd see me like maybe like doing some of the stuff I do and he'd ask me about it and I'd be like oh once you get to like once you get to here on the court Mm -hmm. the way your position your body is positioned you have to do this in order for so this. So you kind of teach him how so to do it. So you kind of break then. it down. Okay. You have to break it down for people so that hmm. in a way it's easier for them then 
to go step by step rather than you just being like, oh, well, because I got the ball, I got I went here, here, and then I just did this and that. Okay. And that just sounds like you don't really care about what you're saying. Sah. But if you break it down, it's like, because I got the ball here, I had to go there okay. because my body would have been on the opposite side. كده, كده, كده. So teach with a conscience. Like teach, teach uh, basically, basically with a conscience. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't just give them any random answer. Mm-hmm. Most people will, will just, most people will go into detail because if you tell somebody you're doing something good, mm. they're going to feel good about themselves and they're going to want to teach you. <laughs> <laughs> So don't be afraid of asking questions Don't be afraid to uh, put yourself out there uh-huh. And don't be afraid to dream Do not be afraid to dream Because I'm I'm standing here in front of you or Sitting here in front of you As a dreamer myself As somebody with big ambitions, big dreams mm-hmm. And not for a moment do I think I cannot achieve those dreams I really, really believe that I can achieve the dreams I set myself out Mm-hmm. to achieve because I, because at the end of the day I'm it's in my hands صح. it's up to me whether those dreams get achieved or not mm-hmm. I can do my 90% and then the 10% is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so if I give my 90% even if it doesn't happen mm-hmm. I'm thankful because I know if it was meant for me or if it was right for me uh-huh. Allah would have given it to that's me that's the concept the rizq yes if, if, if my dream is a good one and it's written for me, that 10% will come on its own. But that 90% is not coming from anyone but you. Okay, your work. So you want to tell the camera that you're going to be Oman's first NBA player? Inshallah. So this Uh is my first ever radio interview. Uh And hopefully not the last, hopefully not the last in this room. Inshallah. Inshallah the next time. Or no, no, hopefully before that. Before. Or, or inshallah, inshallah, <laughs> one day I come back into this room as Aman's first NBA player. Inshallah. inshallah. Thank you very much. I actually really enjoyed this interview. Thank you, thank you. Uh, me too.